Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. This uh, episode I actually recorded, and it was going to be at the end, in like the end of October after like six more episodes of Always More Wednesday about Mary. But I actually think I needed to release this before I even sent it out, and I would highly recommend if people haven't listened to all the Marian um, episodes, I think there's three or four of them uh, back tight. I think the the number on it is five. So if you want to go back and listen to Mary there, but going to have six or eight more uh, talking about Mary. And this episode I recorded to put at the end to talk about, okay, why does all this stuff matter, right? Because all of it sounds great and everything, but um, does it actually matter? And so this episode is addressing just that. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that... Uh, um, uh, yeah, I hope this kind of sets the tone for the next like six to eight episodes of Always More Wednesday talking about Mary and Scripture and uh, the divinely revealed truth about her and Jesus. So, uh, and be, and I think there's a few things I wanted to touch on too before I even, uh, that I didn't record part of this episode, but so I guess like in summary, she is the perfect image of God's will. She's Jesus's masterpiece, right? And so we honor Jesus's masterpiece that actually give him glory, right? So she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. And every single Christian can, in union with her, say that because of Jesus living in them, right? So we, us having the Holy Spirit and, and being Christians, our souls magnify the Lord, right? So uh, another good analogy I recently heard was as... Um, you looking at, uh, let's say you're like in a museum full of art and the artist is there. Well, the artist isn't going to like, he would find it really weird (laughs) first off, but you wouldn't just sit there and stare at the painters at the artist's face. You would get, you would look at his art and give him honor for it. Right. It'd actually give him glory. That's like almost what honor means is to give, give glory or praise to somebody. So looking at Jesus's masterpiece, because nothing is ever done in a Christian's life apart from Jesus. And this, and that is same as true for all human beings. So, uh, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So every single time we look at a saint or Mary or anybody in the Christian life, even when we're praising them or honoring them, we are giving Jesus the glory because Jesus is the artist. He is the designer. He is the the vine that we're attached to, right? So we can do nothing from him. So, but every single time that we honor anybody in the Christian life, it's giving glory to Jesus because it's Jesus that did that through that person. Um, and then, uh, and then the, the, the covenant, the word covenant is a sacred family bond, okay? So this makes sense of almost all of Catholic teaching is that we are one family. We cannot, like Jesus is the one mediator, right? He is, he is the God man that reconciled human flesh to, to God. And so we can walk in a relationship with him, but his will in doing that was to become human, right? So God became man and his entire, and he started a church and he didn't just wipe away every, everything that was bad. He gave us power to, to work through it. He also gave us power to uh, to have us, he called us to be also sons and daughters of the Father and sons and daughters of Mary and to be uh, his brother and to walk in uh, in the Holy Spirit, right? To have this intimate unity, this have this intimate relationship with the Trinity and including all of God's family, all of God's friends. And we are the family of God and that's why we honor each other and that's why we also honor the saints that are in heaven. It's because... It's God's will that we need each other. And every single person is a necessary member of the body of Christ, the church. Every single person. So when I ask you to pray for me, 
I also want to ask Mary and the saints to pray for me because they're a part of the body of Christ too, praying to Jesus, praying to the Father, praying to the Holy Spirit for us to receive more. So, uh, And we want to imitate Jesus in all things. And what did he do? He honored his mother and his father. Who was his mother and his father? Our Heavenly Father and his and his earthly mother Mary who gave birth to his divinity and came to have uh, that was his will and his way of saving all of us to bring us to everlasting life so we honor um, Mary because Jesus did first so I hope this uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and God bless you Welcome back to another episode of Always More Wednesday on Crossing the Jordan. And today I just wanted to briefly talk about why all this Marian uh, stuff matters. Because in my daily walk, I talk about Mary an awful lot because she's my mama and Jesus wants me to have a relationship with her. And uh, But also we've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about different dogmas, doctrines, and uh, theological uh, insights about Mary. And so why does this all matter? Well, because precisely every and everything that we believe about Mary is precisely because of what we believe about Jesus. If you can get Mary right, you will get the fullness of Jesus. If you get Mary wrong, you get Jesus wrong. If you get Jesus right, you will also see how Mary magnifies Jesus' redemptive plan, kind of like a, a pun intended or emphasis intended on Mary magnifying because she says her soul magnifies the Lord, which is so true in so many ways. And if you get Jesus wrong, you will see Mary in the wrong view. So uh, a, a great analogy that I've heard like a few years ago was, Mary is like the moon and that she has no light of her own, but she ref- she reflects the light of the sun. Mary, she reflects the light of her son, Jesus, but that she has no light of her own. But so that, so that in understanding Mary, we get the fullness of our understanding of Jesus and the fullness of our understanding of what Jesus uh, has uh, planned for his will for us and how Mary participated in God's redemptive Uh, plan of salvation for us. And so why does it matter? Um, Well, like right away, if it's true, it's, it matters because um, one, it's God's will that we come to know the truth and are saved, right? According to St. Paul. And just like Jesus said, truth, the truth will set us free. And so if it's true, it matters. Objective truth has no, um, concerns about opinions or concerns about feelings. If it's true, it matters. And Jesus says, if it's true, we come to know the truth and the truth will set us free. So Mary and her very person, she is the embodiment of God's original plan for all of humanity, that we'd be free from sin and we would have an intimate relationship with God, which in Jesus is revealed to be the blessed Trinity of all eternity, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all three divine persons, all one essence, but three distinct persons. And Mary had had that uh, intimate relationship from her being free from original sin by God's grace, that she was the handmaid of the Father, the mother of the Son, and the spouse of the Holy Spirit. No other person in history here on earth could ever say that they've had that intimate of relationship with the Trinity, and it's all God's grace uh, working through her, right? And she is the perfect image or the perfection of what Jesus's redemptive plan for all of us is because he freed her from original sin 
and uh, she's been she was free from sin in her entire life, and now she's body and soul in heaven, which is exactly what Jesus came to re- came to do. And so when we die, our spirits will go. If uh, if Jesus doesn't return um, before we die, our spirits will go, and hopefully we are counted among the just men made perfect, like it's stated in Hebrews twelve. Um, that our spirits will be in heaven. But Jesus's great promise is that at the end of times, our bodies will be reunited because as a human person, we are soul and body together. And so at the end of time, Jesus says that he will resurrect our bodies and there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And so Mary is the perfect image of that because she is body and soul into heaven. And so she is the perfect image of what Jesus's entire plan for all of humanity is. And we also talked about her miraculous birth to, to Jesus, that um, she had no birth pangs in giving Jesus, right? And this is uh, why why that matters is because this is exactly what the new creation holds, right? Is that there would be no birth pangs in the new creation because precisely through sin and the old test at the beginning of creation, through sin, birth pangs came to be is like one of the very first things that God said is going to happen because of disobedience, because of the they're reaching out to grasp something that they already had, but they didn't trust or believe in God's words. And everything that they already had, they didn't believe, and therefore they tried to grasp something that that, that um, they shouldn't have. And that's how birth pangs came to be, is because of sin entering in, and so did death. So, uh, and um, and also her the miraculous birth of Jesus points to um, or kind of reveals or is a foreshadowing of Jesus's miraculous resurrection, right? So him walking out of the tomb that was sealed with this huge rock in front of it. Jesus walked out of the tomb, just how Jesus Jesus uh, came from mother from Mama Mary's womb, um, miraculously with no birth pangs, and uh, she remained a virgin before, during, and after uh, her um, birth of Jesus. And why does that? matter, right? So that's a perfect segue into her perpetual virginity. Why does that matter? Well, one, because it's true and that matters because the truth will set us free. But also as she's been the perfect image of God's entire plan for humanity and Jesus' redemptive plan, she's also, her perpetual virginity is also a sign of heaven, right? Because just like Jesus said in heaven, we're like the angels in the sense that we are not given to and from marriage, right? The marriage is truly God and his people married together, the spousal uh, embrace, um, that intimate embrace between uh, God's bride, the church, us, and God, the bridegroom, Jesus. And so Mary is that perfect sign of um, her perpetual virginity of uh, foreshadowing or revealing, really, what it's going to be like in heaven is that we are totally uh, espoused to God, which God has been trying to do from the moment of creation when we see in Genesis that the 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 story uh, the love story of all humanity it began with a marriage uh, Jesus is the bridegroom in the middle and it ends with the marriage supper of the lamb in revelation and so Mary is the perfect embodiment of God's will from all eternity for humanity his children here on earth, but also the redemptive plan and what Jesus has done, his victory over the cross and death and sin, that is perfectly imaged in his mother Mary uh, through her immaculate conception, her perpetual virginity, her glorious assumption into heaven, which is her body and soul into heaven, which is the hope of all Christians. All Christians believe in Jesus's uh, 
teaching and his the hope that he gives us that when his second coming returns that our bodies will be caught up with our spirits in the heaven and we'll be our perfect human selves in glory with Jesus. And uh, after her assumption into heaven, her body and soul, she is also crowned. So we see in Revelation that her that she ha- she was clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars in her head. And that crown, uh, she was crowned with the crown of life. She was crowned with the crown that Jesus has won for her and for all of her children that believe in her son Jesus. And so she is the perfect image. God's will. It was God's will, it was his choosing of Mary to be the new Eve that has this unbroken relationship with God that he always wanted. The ark that we go into battle with, the new Rachel who is the mother of all Israel and intercedes for her children. She is the queen of Jesus' kingdom like Esther and all the queen mothers of Israel and Judah. She is the queen of heaven and earth that intercedes for the members of the kingdom and is venerated and honored just like the Old Testament uh, queen mothers. The angel says directly to us, just like he said to Joseph, have no fear and take Mary into your own. The Father chose her, and Jesus from the cross says directly to us to have her as our mother too. And the Holy Spirit, which we cannot do anything without, is her spouse, and she is the Queen of Pentecost. She interceded with the apostles in the upper room, and she intercedes for us to have new wine, just like she did at the wedding of Cana and in the upper room with the apostles. So she is the obedient handmaid of the Father. She is the mother of the Son who assumed her flesh that was incorruptible and who honored her. And she is the faithful spouse of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus calls us to have that intimate relationship with the Blessed Trinity, with each person of the Blessed Trinity, just like his mother had. And we can have that intimacy here on earth by walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, being obedient to Jesus and having our our entire selves open and, and obedient to the Father. And this was all part of God's plan. The Lord could have chosen any other way to bring about our forgiveness, our redemption, and to give us life, but he chose to send his divine son Jesus from all eternity to assume Mary's flesh in order to bring about our human redemption to bring us up into everlasting life. And because of what God has done and how he chose Mary to cooperate and to be a direct participant in the plan of his salvation, we will always, every single generation, will call her blessed. And Mary's direct participation within salvation did not end 2,000 years ago, but for 2,000 years for all Christians, it is still holding true that Mary directly participates in our salvation as we walk with Jesus and this, uh, this side of heaven. As we walk here on earth in our daily walk with Jesus, she is a direct participation within our own salvation. One, because it's all true and God's will for us is to come to the knowledge of the truth, to be set free, and to to be saved. To come to the knowledge of the truth and to be saved, as St. Paul says. And this is uh, dir- directly God's will in him choosing her. And also, he has made her our mother And one of the Ten Commandments that we all know that we can never break is honor your mother and your father. Just as we have to honor our earthly mother and father, we also have to honor our heavenly mother and father. And so in Jesus and because of Jesus, he has made his mother our mother. And so we have to honor Mary and she is a necessary part of our salvation. And today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time to honor your mother Mary in your walk with Jesus.